You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. Well, praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. We just wanted to just welcome you all to Brothers Just Searching. Amen. Amen. So we're here and we're getting ready to uh, to start this podcast. We're going to be dealing with the, the topic on Christmas, uh, the uh, the biblical view on it, and then plus all the other stuff that's related. It's paganistic. And so I'm just uh, replacing Isaac Hayes tonight. Uh, <laughs> Isaac's uh, family has been extended, so we just want to congratulate him and Donna. With the baby girl, so praise God for that. We're thankful for everybody's prayers on that. I'm sure he's probably mentioned that in the past about you know his wife's getting ready to have a baby. So we're really thankful we got our bros right here. Go ahead, introduce mm-hmm. yourselves. Uh, Anthony James yep. Hayes. Come on, Bowen Robe. There we go, brother yeah. Bowen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just us, uh, the three wise men <laughs> searching for Jesus. Uh, or where I come from, California, be the, the three amigos. You know, three amigos. <laughs> three amigos. Uh, you, you choose, but, but praise God. No, seriously, we're just uh, we're thankful tonight. I'm humbled and just honored to be able to um, to be a part of this, and we are really looking forward uh, to it, uh, brother. Uh, Anthony's been researching. He's been really researching on this topic. And so we're just going to cut it loose and let him start. Go ahead, my brother. All right. Well, it's good to meet everyone tonight. And I'm so happy that everyone be listening tonight. And we're going to be talking about Christmas and we're going to talk about the origins of it. But before we talk about the Babylonian origins of Christmas, we want to set some things aside before we get into our subject that we want people to know we're not against the resurrection or the birth of Christ, you know, Easter or Christmas. Is this a sad thing is that some Babylonian rituals were actually put in to the Christian stuff. So that's what we're going to try to expose tonight mostly. But uh, the birth of Christ and the resurrection is in the Bible. If you go look up the later on, we will be into it later on, not now, but later on. We're going to talk about the book, uh, the book of Luke, where it talks about the birth of Christ or the nativity as we know it. So we're going to be jumping right into the pagan origins of Christmas. Now, I want people to know that because uh, you put a Christmas tree up or you do certain things, we're not saying you're going to go to hell or nothing. That's between you and the Lord. That's between you and God and your fellowship. But we just want to let you know that there is some origins that came from Babylon. And uh, it's pagan in origins. And we want to give a history. And even if you don't agree with us or not, it's going to be educational. Some things you probably never know. We're going to talk about a lot of things that I research are going to blow your mind. Uh, first, we're going to talk about uh, where Christmas really came from. It's really, some people think it started in our modern day. But really, the celebration or the holiday as we know it, per se, existed long ago and far away. Matter of fact, it actually began in the Tower in uh, Babylon. What happened was, uh, if y'all listened to our program we did a couple of years ago or last year, we did one about sun worship or bell worship. I think it was called that. I'm not quite sure. It's been a long time. But we talk about Nimrod and, and his queen, Semiramis, and their son, uh, Temuz. Where, where they, what happened when, you know, they came to bell worship and sun worship. So I encourage y'all to go listen to that because we're not going to get all in detail. But to get to what we're going to tonight, we have to start all the way to Babylon. What happened was Nimrod, the Bible says he was a great hunter. He was a man of great stature. Some people think he might even been a giant. And so that's another great topic in itself. But he was a mighty man on the earth. And he was rebellious against God. He was trying to organized the Tower of Babel to get all nations under his control. 
and to rule everyone. But God did the languages and they spread. And so, but what happened was he died. God placed a judgment on him. He died. And his wife had a son. And they claimed that Nimrod became the sun god. Or he came, he pretty much, he was taken up to heaven. And he became the god of the sun, pretty much. And what happened was, later on, she had a son named Tammuz. He died from a, a bull hunt, if I'm not mistaken. And he died. And so he became the son of God. So what happened was, she wanted to honor her son. So she asked her astrologers, what is the day that she could place his birthday on so the world can recognize his birth and her astrologers told her that on december 25th was the day that the sun was at his longest or at his peak pretty much the sun would be hiding in the dark clouds or whatever and so winter would begin so what happened was they were taught that on december 21st he died the sun died or their god died and on 25th he'd be coming again alive I'm sorry, 24, he would be starting to come alive again. And on 25th, he was reborn. So they believed that the sun was reborn. When the pagans would look up in the sky, they say, oh, our sun is getting reborn again. So they, this is the birthday of the son of God or whatever, the sun God. And so what happened was it traveled through Babylon. It traveled through Egypt and all the way to South America, matter of fact, the, the Nastec Indians, if you look at Mexico, they had temples that were worshiping the sun god, and, and they had that. And the birth was there as well. But to get what we're going to about the Christmas itself, what happened was it reached all the way to the Roman Empire. And what happened was they worshiped sun god deities already, but one of the highest deities they worshiped was a god named Mithra. He was a sun god. He was known as the god of the unconquerable sun. And he was born on December 25th. As a matter of fact, they actually switched gifts to one another, pretty much like what we do today. And tradition has it that he was born from a rock. And shepherds came and they worshipped him. So Satan was imitating what God was doing, you know, over those years. So Satan always imitates what God does. So they, he was a Persian god that the Romans worshipped. And he was worshipped highly. He was highly favored. But what happened was, years later, when the Roman Empire started collapsing, Constantine's church, the Roman church, as you know it, they started to get in power. The Roman political structure was falling. The Catholic church was growing more in power each day, and they came to state church. But what happened was, a lot of the festivals, like the sun worship festivals and all that stuff, the, it was strong on the pagans. It was strong on the people. So instead of outlawing it, the Catholic Church invited it in to bring the pagans into their fold. They said, we'll keep the sun worship. We'll change the names. We'll switch it to uh, Mithra. We put Jesus and we keep the December 25th in. So, so that's what they did. They actually kept some of the rituals in to the church. And, uh, but most people ask, and you ask most scholars, they said, Jesus, okay, if Jesus wasn't born on December 25th, when he was born and why he could not be born. Matter of fact, I want Brother Daniel to read the book of, uh, is it the book of Luke, when it talks about Caesar Augustus. Amen. And so we're in the book of Luke, the second chapter. Mm -hmm. Verse 1 goes like this in the King James Version Bible. It says, and it came to pass in those days. 
that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And said, and this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor mm-hmm. of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. Amen. I said, and Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. All right. Well, the reason this is very important that Jesus could not have been born on December twenty fifth. In that part of the Middle East, it get really, really cold and snowy up there. Matter of fact, I had a guy, his parents or his great-grandparents was from the Middle East. And he told me, he says, I asked about the weather over there. He said it really gets snowy and it really gets bad over there in wintertime. So when Caesar Augustus said, I will tax the whole, I will tax that region, he could not have done it on December 25th because it had been too cold for people to travel. It would have been way impossible for them to go back and forth. It would, been, it would been really hard on them for their traveling. And another reason why he wasn't born in the cold spells, because the shepherds were out there in the fields biting with their sheep. And according, and they, they would not be out there on the cold spells because of the sheep or whatever conditions. It would have been way too cold, way too snowy. So Christ was not born on December 25th. It would have been impossible. It was a pagan holiday was a pagan date pretty much and they put on the christian calendar but the thing is though that it was probably believed he was probably born somewhere in the springtime or the the year of tabernacles that was probably in late november so probably he was born around in that time or that so that is the biblical probably the biblical date but the bible don't give us uh clear information of what he was actually born so we're not saying that you're going to hell or you're a sinner because you're worshiping on December 25th, but we do realize that it's not a Christian calendar on that day. But what happened was... <laughs> what do you mean by worshiping? What do you mean by worshiping on December 25th? Uh, well, that, that's when the heathens right. worship 25th. We don't want people to think that because right. they, they celebrate on that day. We don't want them to think because they're going to hell because some right. people would think that, and we don't so want them to think that. We'll have a distinction between worshiping yeah. and celebrating exactly. his birth. Okay. Exactly, yes, sir. So we don't want people to think because they honor that day that they're going to hell. So I don't, I'm going to make that clear because like Paul said, we don't we don't based on salvation on a day or a season or whatever it's on christ you know but so we just want people to know because there are some people who will acknowledge scholars and pastors will acknowledge that no christ was not born on december 25th if you look at the bible really closely so that's another thing people have uh, a mistake about christmas because i heard a song not too long ago they said well christ was born on christmas day well, if you're talking about December 25th, he was not born on December 25th. So, right. it's you know, most people don't know that. Most people don't really study but most it. Bible scholars would agree that yes. Yes, December 25th, he was not born. No. There's no, no way. Not what the scripture says. Not not the information that we have with the shepherds and the sheep being out mm-hmm. there, you know, the land. So, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of. A lot of evidence, yeah, that he was not born in December. No way, sir. It could not be. Like I right. say, it would been way too cold. It would been. It was horrible. It been horrible in that time of the world for them to travel and things. And what happened was, Christ Mass or Christmas. The name there was other names before. It was known mostly as the Winter Solstice, or like in the other parts of the world, it was known as U, the U Law. We're gonna get into that after all. So they had different names, but it all went to that time. But what happened was when the Roman church got to more power, it replaced the old pagan 
things of Europe, the old religions of Europe. What happened was they went to Christ's Mass at Cathedral in, in, in England and all these places. So that's where we get our Christmas, Christmas name today. It really, it lets it change in the dictionary because English things change. But at that time, they named it after Christ's Mass. And we don't have time to get into Christ's Mass because uh, you can watch a video, the one we did about Roman Catholicism, and we explain why the Mass is not biblical and all that stuff. But that's where Christmas, they believe the word came from. Hmm. It's from Christ's Mass. And Merry Christmas comes from Mary, you know, Merry Christmas, you know. But uh, so, and that's what they, the church did. They braced it. And what happened was people don't realize that the Christmas we do today is totally different than the Christmas that they did back when they first started. It was more like today now, the Christmas we do today, it's more toned down in some ways. It's more family-oriented. But when it first was about, it was more like Mardi Gras Halloween, yeah. really. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it yeah. was not. It was more of a fest. It was more like a Mardi Gras-type deal yeah. back in I those days. I to Mardi Gras. That's pretty much how it was. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so it was not. It was not like we have today. The Christmas we have today has been toned down a lot. I mean, well, and it still has its issues, you know. With um, Rome, I mean, yeah. obviously, it's always led to more than just yeah. celebrating. There's a lot more involved oh, in yeah. any of their holidays. <laughs> exactly. And so you know, so they toned it down a lot, pretty much over the years. So they had to. The crime rate was so bad. But this is what I people don't realize. What happened was when Rome invaded Britain. They took their holiday tradition, Selenalia, with them. It was a winter festival-type worship. It met the god of plenty. And that's the day when they worshiped the sun god Mithra. But what happened was they took this tradition with them to England. And you said, why are we jumping to England? Well, y'all going to have to see what happens right here. Because they took it to England, and it was a big festival, a long time in England. Matter of fact, it was bad in England, the holiday. I mean, people, it was drunkenness in the street. It was really out of, people went crazy during this time of winter solstice. It always has, and it always would, in some ways was, and still is. But what happened was when they brought it to England with them, it was strong in England, this festival. It was called the Day of Fools, because what happened was, it was turned, a society was turned on its head. They were pretty much, the rich man would came the poor man that day, and the poor man would have came the rich man. <laughs> so they so they was it was called chaos out of order. They would actually have people cross dressing, like men would were wear women's clothes and um women would wear men's clothes. It was crazy. They it was called a chaotic the time they called it. Something like now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, it, much. Uh, yeah, yeah pretty much. Pretty it's much. Uh, pretty much. It's almost the same spirit. And what happened was when they brought it to England with them, it was strong. And what happened was years later when the Puritans came with uh Cornwall, they actually uh, Banned, they actually made it against the law. People don't realize that in England it was against the law for a little while to celebrate Christmas because it was so bad. And what happened was when the Puritans got out of power, they said, you know, we lost hope for here. But in the new world, we, we won't allow the celebration to come into the new world. So when they landed in America, that was one of the things they did. Matter of fact, it was against the law at one time in America to celebrate Christmas. Most Americans don't know that. It, they actually charge you a lot of money if you were caught the quote with the Christmas spirit. They, 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 I think they felt that at the back then they five they they, they they fine you with five shillings at that time, and that was a lot of money back in those days. But uh, of course they couldn't keep it 
You know, people went on the ground with it. I think in Massachusetts, they celebrated it big time. And so it was against the law for a little while. And then what happened was when England took more control of this country, it was mandated by the crown. But what happened was when we broke away from England during the Revolutionary War, we didn't even have nothing to do with England. It's holidays because they were demanded by the crown. So uh, so I finally followed like we don't have nothing to do with Christmas. We consider it a Christmas uh, England holiday. So it wasn't celebrated for a good while in America. Matter of fact, it came, I think, in the uh, Industrial Revolution, I think, if my memory serves me right. That's when it started really coming a big deal. I think, which states that, um, I think Alabama was the first to legalize it. And then I think it was Louisiana and Arkansas. We were, I think, the second or third state to make Christmas a legal holiday. So you're talking like a federal holiday? Or? Yes, sir. Federal holiday. Yes, sir. It came a national holiday during that time. But before that, it was just underground or it was, it was, it was not a big, big super calendar deal until recently. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's a lot of good history there because a lot of people don't know that, you know, they think that Christmas was always legal in this country and it was always celebrated. But the reason why I believe personally why it wasn't, I found like fathers were against it a lot because they saw the way it was done in England, the the carnivals and the things, and it, it was bad. So they didn't want that here. So I think to me, I don't think they were against the birth of Christ or celebrating the birth of Christ. I think in my heart, I just think the way they did it at that time. They were like, "Wow, this is this is these festivals are evil." They're 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 you know you know they will we yeah. can we can even relate that right now. Exactly, just, yeah. Know, what's going on with the Christmas parties and all that? Yeah, exactly. It's crazy, yeah. Exactly. So that's why I think they did it mostly. That's why they they kind of outlawed it. You know, and I, like you know, some people say well, they were against the birth of Christ. I don't believe so. I just think it's because they didn't want that sin to come here and destroy us like it did in the old country. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty interesting. And now we want to get to like the traditions, like some of the things that's been added to Christmas. Uh, like uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Christmas tree, for example. Uh, what happened was back then the pagans, like the Druids and, uh, and all the other groups of people, they believed that the tree had special powers the groves or whatever, and they believe that when you took the tree inside your home, it gave you a special blessing. And uh, and what happened was, yeah, and, and they believe it gave a special blessing, and it also meant fertility. Because back in the Babylonian rituals, uh, fertility during Easter and the, the winter festivals was big. It meant the producing of life, you know, giving, you know, giving more seed on the earth. So these things, the Christmas tree, the uh, the mistletoe, and uh, and all these uh, the hollies and all this stuff, they all go back to. Uh, they believe the pagans believe that these things had magical powers. They believe it could uh, blessing home, or uh, or it can heal. I think the mistletoe they believe it actually could heal, and it all goes back to fertility. All of these these decorations of you know today in Christmas. So this is what basically Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. You describe it in Jeremiah chapter 10, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. And one part I want to get, and matter of fact, we'll, if you want, Brother Daniel, you dare. If you, uh, if you want to read it, you can. If you, if you can. Uh... Yeah, it's quite a bit, but yeah, we can, if you yeah. want. Yeah. Okay, uh, Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 1 through, I'm not sure how many, but 
It's yeah, quite we, a bit. We'll we, go with it. it yeah, says, we, we, hey, yeah. Hear ye the the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord: Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cut of the tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. They are upright at the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. Now, we, when we talk about it here, because I heard this growing up. Oh, you want to go ahead? Come on, go ahead. Now, see, now you, you say it's silver and gold. If you look at Christmas trees today, how they decorate their Christmas trees? Silver and gold. Silver and gold. It's identical to what the Bible speaks of. So, in, in other words, if you if you if you compare it to what Jeremiah says, mm-hmm. it's identical. I mean, they're going right back. Mm-hmm. They're taking literally what's in the Bible that God says not to do. They're taking what's in the Bible and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They're doing exactly what God said not to do. As a matter of fact, what happened was back then. There is some differences. It's very similar, but there were some differences. Like back then, what they done was they would actually carve an idol. And then, matter of fact, I heard this from a guy who was anti-Christmas. So I know some people going to say no, but the guy who I heard this from, he studied it very well. And I know he did his research good. And he even said that. He said what happened was they would carve an idol into the tree. And they will bring it into their home and stuff. So there is some differences. It does. It still leads to kind of like uh, it's still its inspiration still came from some sort of paganism. But we do want to remind the audience that there was still some differences. You know, there was still some idol that was carved into the tree, kind of like the uh, the U log in uh, Scandinavia. They would actually took a huge log and they would actually carved a phallic idol into the U log. And it was a big, big log, and it would burn for 12 days. That's where you get your 12 days of Christmas from. Most people don't realize that because the logs were burned for 12 days. And sometimes they would do sacrifices. It could have been a human or it could have been an animal. It could have been one of those two. So that's a perfect example right there of what we're talking about, how they carved, they took these trees and they carved idols into them. But uh, the thing is, though, and in Scandinavia, that's they would burn that log. So... Most people, they were trying to ban the U-Log tradition in America, but it, it, it stood with us. Okay, so let's do a little bit more description. Let's compare yeah. mm-hmm. the Christmas tree that is here in America compared to what you're talking about in Jeremiah. What's yeah. the difference physically that you, the, can, the, the, that you could describe for the audience to kind of get a well, picture in their mind? Yeah, I, yeah. I look at it this way. The way yeah. Boogie describing it, yeah. actually, it was like a totem pole. Pretty okay. much, they, yeah. They so, pretty much took off all the branches off of okay, it. Okay, that's what I wanted and, to And that's mm-hmm. what they did. They took off yeah. all the branches, and then they carved an uh, like a face or, or some kind of idol mm-hmm. on it. Right. They chiseled they it, it in there. they sometimes all the way down. I got a book at home that talks about it. And, oh, okay. and they carve mm-hmm. these things in, the, in there, mm-hmm. and then they come there, and they decorate it, and they'd worship it. Is what right. they do. They right. worship that. That was a right. God to them. Right. You know? That's true. So that's why that's why God said in Jeremiah, do not what the heathens do. Learn not the ways of the heathens. In other words, back then in Jeremiah's days, Gentiles were heathens. In other words, Gentiles were pagans. Mm-hmm. You know, they did pagan mm-hmm. things. They worshiped pagan gods. And and that's why God that's why Jeremiah said that. And God 
you know, God sticks to his word. And, and what's happening today, if we look at society mm-hmm. today, the mm-hmm. way it is, and the way they celebrate Christmas, and if we look at all the connections to it, the only thing they don't do is cut off the branches off the trees, <laughs> but they're doing everything else. For and then nice. you can go even further than that. You know, back in the book of, uh, back in the book of Revelation, where, where the, 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 the prophets die, uh, you know, Moses and Elijah, Moses and Elijah yeah. they mm-hmm. die in the streets, where the people are giving out gifts, and yep. they're trading gifts, and they're doing this. What is it today? It's the same thing. They're giving gifts. They're passing gifts. Why don't we give gifts to Jesus? Where's Jesus in all this? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They spend billions of dollars mm-hmm. on a holiday like this. Big stores are making billions mm-hmm. of dollars on oh, this yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. This is just a store making money. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and where's, if we take all that money that is spent on this holiday alone, Take all this money <laughs> and give it to the work of God, to missionaries, yeah. and to people that are preaching the gospel overseas and all over the world. You, you know what could be accomplished in God's work? A lot. You oh. know what could be accomplished? <laughs> oh, I agree. There's a lot of commercial, uh, you know, it's been commercialized, the bottom line. You know, oh, and, yeah. and I'm just bringing out a point, brother. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm oh, just yeah. trying to You're bring right. out a point. Yeah. Express it, my brother. You know, and, yeah. and the thing is, People don't see, and I've always said that, and, and, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in life, but people Mm -hmm. always go back. People, humans always seem to go back, Mm -hmm. always go back to what God says not to do. If you look at it, that's what people do. So back then they were literally worshiping the tree. Yes. Yes. Do you mean they were bowing down to it and... Probably, I think so. I, I think they did, and uh, I mean, because like he, I'm glad he mentioned that because when I know my studies, I did was right. Because like you said, they would carve, they would carve the idol into the wood. It's kind of like if you look at uh, uh, Egypt, for example, they had idols, but what most people don't realize, they also carved the idols inside, like they chiseled it inside stone too. Oh yeah. Definitely. So so that's another good example of what they did back then. They chiseled it or they they carved into there the idol they got Didn't, into there. It, there's somewhere in the word of God and and I don't remember exactly where, but it says that they went up onto high hills and they worshiped. Yes. Yeah, talking about the, uh, they worshiped under the evergreen trees. Yeah, they yeah. called up the high places. Right. Yeah. And and I'm, I I believe if you look at what Jeremiah says, mm-hmm. I believe it's the same thing that it connects to the book in chapter ten of Jeremiah. It's the same thing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, some of the research. I mean, it's been a while to, for me to really quote. I'm just going to go vaguely with it, but dealing with the obelisk and all that, and again with your totem yeah. pole and all that that's going on. In the high place, I'd have to go back and research that. But yeah, there was definitely some stuff going on. But some people believe that the tree, when they brought it into the home, it was also a replacement of the opolis. You know, when we talked about bell worship, the opolis symbolized bell or the sun god. So right. most people think that's what they also that tree represented too, was a sun god and a replacement of that. Right. So it's amazing. Right. But uh, but yeah, all these traditions—you'd be surprised how they all go to Babylon, and they all—they're pagan in origin, like the uh, like the mistletoe. They, it's a tradition; it's still held on today. I was watching Bonanza what, a couple of years ago. It wasn't Christmas like it was now, but one of the episodes was Christmas, and I think it was 
Hoss took one girl. It was a joke. It was funny, but he took a little woman and she he kissed her and she said, "Why you kiss me?" He said, "You underneath the uh the mistletoe. <laughs> you underneath this toy." And he said, "You can't resist me either." <laughs> yeah. So you know, but it's just the idea of that is that it comes from fertility, you know, from Babylon, where that tradition is still held on pretty much today. But so it's amazing how you, you search all these things. It all goes back to Babylon, kind of like Easter, you know, with the egg and, and, and all Easter, that stuff, Easter the bunny. It's actually a, yeah. a, a goddess. Yeah, it's a fertility. It's a fertility uh, goddess. Uh, if you go back in the in the yeah. history of Easter, it comes from, it's the name of a god. Well, matter, matter and, of fact. And, you know, it's a pagan god on well, top of that. Well, matter know? of fact, on Ulog, I just found out out today, when in Scandinavia, when they were burned the Ulog, that was one of the things they did. They, it was to honor Easter. Who brought in Tammuz? Didn't Easter mm-hmm. have something to do with Di- uh, Is it Diana? Uh, oh no! Well, Diana, yeah, Diana is part of a Semiramis. Oh, okay. she, she All is right. part. All yeah. Right. What happened was Nimrod and Semiramis and uh, Tammuz. They're, they're, that was their Babylonian names. But through history, when they went to different cultures, they had it different changed. names. Diana yeah. was a goddess, though. Wasn't yes, she, she yeah. was a goddess, but she wasn't tied into Easter. Well. She was tied into the Babylonian mysteries, oh, okay. like like for, exa- right. Right. for example, okay. uh, 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 Paul, Apostle Paul, had to deal with Diana. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, when he okay. went to Ephesians, when he I, went to Ephesians, yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah, he dealt with Diana, and so I was one right. of the biggest heroes in DC. Is Wonder Woman? She's Diana. So right. <laughs> that's a whole yeah. nother program that's a whole in itself. Nother program, <laughs> but yeah. But now we're gonna get to another part that I think is pretty interesting. Uh, what about Santa Claus? Now, where did this character come from? Now, I'm a shock, y'all. And, I, and I'll be honest, I'm not a big Santa Claus fan. You can call me a party pooper or whatever. But learning from this, I'm really never... I, I was never a Santa Claus fan, but until I really did my research, I really can't stand the guy now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, get mad at me or whatever. But what happened was, where did Santa Claus come from? And or uh, So, that's a pretty interesting question. I was digging. I said, where did he come from? I heard a little bit here and there, but I never really got deep. So, like, where did this character, Santa Claus, come from? You know, ho, 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 driving, you know, riding in the air with, with some reindeers. Where that all came about? So, I did my research. So, I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, Santa Claus, as a character, was developed in the United States. He is an American creation. But what most people don't know is that there was other characters that influenced him. You know, so I'm going to get into that. The character that influenced him really was a god named Odin. Odin was the father of Thor. Now, people watch the Marvel movies or if they're a big fan of Marvel or whatever, they would know that. You know, the, you know yeah. that's in their thing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, huh? I well, what you're talking about. if you look at his characteristics, he's a white bearded man. And he is a sun god worship. He actually comes from Nimrod. He's a, he's another name for Nimrod. He traces back to him. He has a beard. There are a few differences here and there, but his his characteristics are very much the same. He has a white beard. He's right headed, and he ride a horse. And now get this: the horse he rode was a white horse, and it had eight legs on it. Back then, that was the that was the uh, that was back then that was the, uh, the transportation number. But people say, could that, some people think that was the inspiration for the eight reindeers that we get of Santa Claus. But some people say, wait a minute, there's nine. Well, yeah, because Rudolph was added later, but originally there was eight. So on his horse, he had eight legs. So on this yeah. one right here, where are you specifically getting your research from? 
I'm researching like um, oh a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. like this one for example, the unwrapping of Christmas, its history, uh, myth and legend by Trisiana. Okay, so uh, yeah, Anthony's got a DVD in his hand right now, and that's what he's titling it. Yes, sir. That's you one of the people. On okay, and uh, all they have to do is just type uh, "sun worship." A lot of things will pop up about Nimrod. I mean, it's all over. Mm-hmm. And now you got to be careful with some of them because some of them it is. Seven day Adventist, some of them, not all of them, but ninety percent of them that I found was Seven Day Adventist. They they talk about Christmas and they they're right about their research, but when they come like to the Sabbath and all that, I just you know like I just move on. Right. <laughs> you know, I I eat the meat and spit out the bones. You know, <laughs> like I heard. Yeah, something. they're very. Um, yeah. I, I will give them credit as yeah. far as for their research, their boldness of what they do. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. yes. They're uncompromising. Yeah. I've learned a lot from them. Oh yeah, so I did learn. That's where I did get a lot of their stuff. I didn't look them up per se. This popped up, right. but you can go. It's knowledge. You can learn it on, most on the internet. It's all over. I looked it up this mm-hmm. afternoon. There's a bunch of videos right on it. I guess what I mean is that since you've done the research, I mean, yeah, we got to use wisdom as we're doing research because I've yes, done sir. research myself where oh, definitely. it got real stark trackish, I call it. You know what I mean? Oh, Way it did. There, yeah. You yeah. got to be careful. You want to make sure that uh, the yeah. sources that you are mm-hmm. drawing from, from mm-hmm. do have facts and all. Oh, yeah. And the people right. that I went to, you could tell they really, right. mostly Trisiana, she she died. She went home with the Lord now. But she, we, as a matter of fact, I let Brother Bowen borrow one of my videos. And she's really That's into her research. Told, yeah. Um, you know, if we said that on Facebook Live, they'd be fact-checking you. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's uh, three DVDs. It's called The Emerging Church. It's the Anton Church. Oh, really? Okay. And she, and she and goes she's deep. very good. And she I've goes heard of very it. deep. Oh, yeah. And that's what she does in here. She's really deep. <clears throat> and now she's not anti-Christmas at all. She she just, she just giving you the history like we're doing tonight pretty much. But Santa Claus... He yeah he's he's a forerunner or he's a uh, his characteristics come from Odin, and then what happened was years later it went to England, and then now there's a tradition about Saint Nicholas. I was gonna yeah uh huh we were about to get to that. They was to believe that he was a Greek Orthodox uh, Christian, and an Asia minor, and he uh, they believe he gave gifts to children and whatever, but we don't know he's for real. Okay, so we don't know he's a no. historical figure. No, okay. no. What, what they thought he was, but when the Vatican started digging their research, like because there's a lot of saints, the the, the Catholic Church has a lot of saints. Saint Patrick and <laughs> a lot. Some, some are real. He's real. Yes, yeah, some are real. Catholic are the uh, the saints, the martyrs that died during the time before Constantine. The true Christians, the Catholic Church just took them as saints, mm-hmm. but some of them were true believers, and some were some were. Catholics, you know, per se, but some of them, most people don't know, a lot of them were just made up. <laughs> so, as far yeah. as uh, Saint Nick, did they pray to him or? Uh, uh, they, I don't know if they prayed to him or what. He was just a, a guy that gave gifts, supposedly, okay. and stuff. I have to do my research on the praying part. I'll be honest, I didn't right. get to that part, but I do know they believe that they don't know if he even exists now. They think he might have been the inspiration for the olden god. Uh, and the sun worship of Nimrod. They admit it. They say they sound like he came from more from pagan sources than their own. So, yes. But St. Nick, he was there. He was giving gifts or whatever. But he had a helper with him. And simply that's where, where the modern-day elves maybe came from. In Santa Claus story, they had a devil. His name was Krampus. He was a, uh, That's a German name for him. He was a demon-like Satan creature. And and the happened was Saint Nick. He was uh, he was a god, or he was a saint 
for seabaring men, that men that went out to sea or whatever. He was the saint that they prayed to for protection or whatever. So, yeah, you're right. I just think about that now. <laughs> I take that back. Yeah, they did. They did yeah. pray for him. I realize that now. Yeah. But anyway, but uh, they, they would pray to him, yeah. But legend had it that he actually captured the devil or this demon creature, Krampus, and he made him his bond servant. So wherever he went, he would like when he would go to the house or whatever, this creature was always following him. What color was the creature? Uh, he was dark black. He was ugly. Okay. You have to look at this. Go look up Krampus. I'm sorry. I just oh, got the it, Grinch in my mind. Oh, right yeah. I know. Forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't green. <laughs> he was I mean, black. He was I mean, dark I mean, black. I mean, all right. I'm just, oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. But, the, but he was half man. <laughs> I'm blue. I'm sorry. I know. I'm me sorry. too. <laughs> I think of that on my mind too. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, but he was a half man and half goat. Half man and half goat. Yes, he was. He was. He was the creature that was half man and half goat. Yeah, and he really. If you ever look at the pictures, I saw like demonic creatures type things already. But he looked really demonic. If you ever see the, just go look up Krampus, and the picture will pop up. I mean, he looked really. Matter of fact, I think in Germany, Italy, and maybe Austria, they still do the tradition. We don't do it here too much no more in America, but over there, they still do the tradition of Saint Nick and his Krampus. And stuff like that. I just seen the video. Still celebrated. Yes, yeah. They still in those countries. They still honor Saint Nick. They still what? have days. Yeah, we just don't do it here, but in America, that's not why. It's, yeah, not yet. Anyway, not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. But in those countries, but in those countries, they still do it. They still have the celebration of uh, his helpers following him or whatever and stuff. Now, this is the thing about the the, the thing about the tradition part, like the. Um, when St. Nick would go to a house, if the kids were good, he would give them presents. But if they were bad, Krampus would take them away in the story. He would actually carry them. It was it kind of like a witch's broom. It wasn't, but it was kind of like a big old long basket. And he would actually fly through the air and he would actually carry the children off. He didn't. It's a tradition. It's a story. It was just a get kids to be good <laughs> you know <laughs> you know i would too <laughs> but anyway and they would carry the children away if they were bad matter of fact the stockings when you hit when you do stockings i didn't know that until i studied it yesterday when we put stockings on the chimney or whatever what happened was back the story had that when the children would put their shoes where where uh where saint nick was and if the kids were good saint nick or krampus would actually put gifts into the shoes, so that's where we get the socks, the stockings from. Do, yeah, do you know you talking about Krampus? Yeah, mm-hmm. the one that took the kids when they were bad. Mm-hmm. I got a movie at home. Yeah, uh huh. It, 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 it's a movie I watched, but let me tell you something. It's a, it goes identical with uh-huh. what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's about this creature. If the kids are bad, this creature comes mm-hmm. along. Mm-hmm. Takes yeah. the kids away, and the parents yes. never see the kids again. Yes, oh, it yeah. was a tradition that was held for years. That's, it's I, not called Krampus, though. Right, I forget what. Well, they he had a few him. names. It was he Krampus. A, it was uh, he was known yeah. as Black Pete. He uh, was known a few names. It, it, the Hispanic community is called like Yorona. So there's always you, really? every culture, ethnic group has their own superstition. Right, and all that right, right. right. Wow. Like, this movie was actually. I mean, you'd have to watch. It, it was. It was just a. Um, I mean, he brought that up, and I said, man, I've just seen a movie like yeah. that, wow. that that talks about yeah. that, and mm-hmm. that does the same thing. It, it does, yeah. 
And, and it, it's very, it's so very that's sad. where that came from. That movie yeah, is what yeah, he's talking uh-huh, about. Yeah, I'm then, sorry, I yeah. still see Grinch in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but the thing is, though, what happened was it, it, tradition went by. It, it kind of died down a little bit. But what happened was they took Krampus out for a little while, and they took Santa Claus, and he was as a as a discipline. He had the switch in his hand. He would actually discipline. The kids. We always have Santa Claus as a jolly person, but a certain little bit of time in history, he was known as a disciplined type person. And so, but uh, but the tradition's still here. The happened was when the Dutch and the Dutch immigrants, and I think maybe the Germans, they brought Saint Nick with them when they immigrated to America. Their traditions. Now, what happened was this was the inspiration for Santa Claus, mostly. Because what happened was the uh, Coca Cola Company. Wanted to bring people in to their store. Because the Bible said the money is the root of all evil. And the money is a spiritual force in yeah, itself. For the love the, of it, yes. Yeah, yeah. The Bible makes it yeah. clear. The love of the world and the pride of life and yeah. the money. So what happened was they want to get people into their store. There's two versions of Santa Claus, but I'm going to get to this point. They were trying to get people into their store. So what they did was they borrowed the St. Nick story. They changed instead of being a saint, this, to, this old jolly elf. And they changed a few colors, and he came to Coca-Cola thing we have today. Where every time you go, like, when you get Coca-Cola or whatever, or your drinks or whatever. Yeah. It, well, that's where they got it from. They well, took was, their colors. It was true Coke at the yeah, beginning. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was real, the real deal, yeah. But that's where some people believe, one way or another, St. So Nick came come from. Kind of, four minutes. Okay. Well, yeah, what happened was that's what they believed. But then... There was a pastor. His he was an Anglican pastor. His name was Tom. I think it's Thomas Moore. He wrote a poem about Saint Nick. And what happened was he didn't take the art. He didn't claim ownership of it because he said he took away Christ, and it did. But it came so popular where he said, "Okay, I am the writer." And so he was one of those people that kind of had a little part into that too. And then an artist came in. I forgot his name. Then he wrote how Santa Claus looked at his time. You know, one of those uh, Russ Barian type people. And he made that into Santa Claus, as we know today, pretty much. But the reason why people say, what's the big deal about Santa Claus? You know, well, the thing I have a problem with Santa Claus is, is that I don't think that's as parents, that's between them and God what they do. But I don't think they should mention Santa Claus to their children. Like, uh, I mean, mention it, but explain that he's just a fictional character. Because if you explain to the kids like he's real, then the problem is when they're going to find out that you lied to them about Santa Claus, they're going to say, okay, then what our parents lied about else? What did, li- did, did our parents? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they're going to say, well, well, did I, wait a minute. Did our parents lie about Jesus? Did they lie about That's good. David That's good, and Goliath? That's you know, so it, it puts a seed of doubt. When I heard a guy say that on the video and he's right, he said it puts a seed of doubt into those children so that's why I think, in my opinion, that's just me. I don't. I wouldn't let my children. I would say, look, Santa Claus is just a person. He's just a fictional character. And the trees we bought and need that that tr- Christmas tree, we bought it. <laughs> you know, Santa Claus has nothing to do with that. We did it. You know, because that because when I was growing up, you know, that's why my parents told me and my pastor and all of them. And I asked them about them when I was young. I said, what about Santa Claus? Because when you're young, you hear about. You know, and they explained to me why that they don't believe in it and why we should. Well, you know, I'm going to be honest. When I was a little boy. Yeah. Before I got saved, mm-hmm. before I came to know the Lord. 
I used to believe in Santa Claus. Uh, you know, my mom and daddy always, you know. Mm-hmm. But as I got older and as we got older, we, we figured it out for ourselves that there wasn't really a Santa oh, yeah. Claus, you know. I told, uh, I, I told my kids, I am Santa Claus. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, eventually you have, yeah. to, te- eventually yeah. you have to tell uh-huh. them the truth. Uh-huh. Because, you know, I told the truth the you know my oh, mom yeah. and daddy eventually oh, yeah. told us the truth. Uh-huh. And because they'd ask us every year, you know, as we got older, they'd ask us what y'all want for Christmas or, you know, what y'all, what yeah. would y'all like to have? Make us a list and, you know, we see what yeah. we can do. You know, but I, I want to say something tonight, if you don't mind. Brother yeah, go Dan. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, those of you that are listening or whatever, uh, this subject that we talked about tonight, uh, I feel, you know, it's an important subject, but don't feel that you're being judged by this. No. Uh, no. This is this is not to judge you. This is mm-hmm. not to say you're going to hell or this is not to say you're not saved. Uh, it, it's just something that to put in the back of your mind Mm -hmm. or something that you need to research for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, take the time, search the word of God, do some research, do some research on the history of this. Uh, But, you know, it's all, it's between you and God and Mm -hmm. and it's up to you. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I don't think God's going to judge you for it. I don't think he's Mm going to send you to hell for it, but it's just a history and yeah. it's just to give you a history of what Christmas came from and what it's about. Um, so, Brother Daniel, if you want to close out tonight. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, praise good. It was a good topic. Oh, yeah. Praise I God. enjoyed it. Good research. It. Um, audience, we would just like to say, um, Brother Anthony has given him some very good uh, information here. and He's encouraging you, encouraging all of us to uh, do research. Our mm-hmm. brother was saying that right now, too. So uh, we're just so thankful for tonight uh, to be able to have this um I didn't mention at the beginning of um, <laughs> at the, the introduction about the churches that I will write when we're getting ready to close. But okay. uh, just thanks for letting me come over and just yes, hang sir. out with you guys. Yes, glad you came. Yes. We're glad and, to um, have you, brother. Uh, I just want to say um, you guys are really growing since mm-hmm. the beginning of this year, and I see where you're at now. So yeah. we're so thankful. I'm sure that you're having a bigger audience listening and all that. So We're getting there. <laughs> so, you know, we're thankful for that. Just keep up the good work, you and Brother Isaac, all of you brothers. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Our man, man back here in the back of the stage over oh, yeah, here, Brother <laughs> So The man behind the yeah. scenes. So, if it wasn't for him, we couldn't be able to be operable right no, now. No, so, exactly. There's a, lot, there's a lot involved with doing these podcasts. Yeah. So uh, we are just... Really thankful. I don't know if you've got any more final thoughts, my brother, anybody? Or? Uh, I got final thoughts, you know, because I heard I was giving some videos, YouTube videos out to an individual. And some of y'all might be asking a question, well, okay, then should I celebrate the birth of Christ or or should I not? Well, that's mm-hmm. between you and the Lord. But I think, like you told me, we talked on the phone the other day, that it is a great time for evangelism during the time of Easter and Christmas time. Yeah. You know, yeah. take the time. Yeah. You know, because you'd be surprised with the devil meant for evil, God can turn for good. You know, try to, you know, tell. Because most people, most if they're not saved, like I told the individual when I talked to him the other night, I talked to him on the phone. I said, your family, they're not born again. They're not saved. So if you tell them this right away, you're going to throw them off right off. So I told him the best thing is to wait until they get saved and they're really hungry for God. Then if you want, then explain these things. But until then, this use this opportunity to talk about the birth of Christ to I, get them. You know, I, I never, I never mentioned Christmas and, and mm-hmm. these holidays to my mom and them. Once I knew the history of them, yeah. And and you know, once my sister and my mama got saved and yeah. gave their lives to the Lord, you know, I, I kind of talked to them, but I talked to them alone, you right, know? right. And, and I kind of gave them some history on it. But 
to to say that I told them not to celebrate it, I never told them. Right, that. me either. I always let them make that decision for themselves. Amen, my right. brother as well. That's what a good topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice it's very and heavy, and I know there's a lot of people in the audience like squirming in their seats, but that's just part of podcasting. Huh? Yeah, So yeah. we just really want to just start wrapping this up. We're just thankful for everyone that was able to, uh, that is going to be hearing this. Um, we want to give out a special shout out to Pastor Lanny Hayes, who is the pastor at Dakota Homes Fellowship Church. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And I just want to say something real quick. I heard one of his messages this morning because mm-hmm. you all have a podcast yes, sir. Yes. on that. And I was very impressed that I called him up and just, I mean, I texted him and said, good word. So I just really want to put a good word in there uh, with Pastor Lanny and the work that they're starting to do there at the Dakota Homes uh, Fellowship Church. And uh, as me and Isaac, we're still going to New Beginning Fellowship Church, yeah. and that's where mm-hmm. we're from. I'm an associate pastor over there under uh, Pastor Brandon Trott. You've all heard him many yeah, good uh, many podcasts. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. phenomenal pastor. They're good with the word and all that. But we're just so thankful, and then we're going to wrap this up. And we just pray that you have a blessed week this week, and just uh, love your family, and um, you know just worship the Lord, and just let's just go forward and see what the Lord's going to do with our nation and everything. So you all have a good night. Love you all. God bless you all. We love you, Isaac. <laughs> good night. <laughs> bye bye.